Welcome to the CX Fanatics podcast, the show that helps DTC businesses increase revenue, referrals, and retention through exceptional customer experience. Tune in weekly for interviews, insights, and inspiration that will catapult not only your profits, but your growth. I'm your host, Elisa Connor. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week, we were talking about three ways to consistently increase your wine club memberships or any kind of other subscription membership you might have. We're just talking about wine clubs because um, the examples that I'm using are wine club specific. So if you have another membership um, or subscription service, then think about ways to apply this to your business. So don't tune out just because you don't have a wine club membership, because a lot of the things that we're going to talk about can be applied to any type of subscription option. So the first thing that we should probably talk about when we're diving into increasing memberships is maybe some of the things that are not being done well. And I find this across industries. That's why I say, even though this episode is going to be very heavily wine club focused, um, <clears throat> a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about can be applied to multiple businesses and industries. And it's not just subscription businesses. That's just who I tend to attract and work with the most. Um, but most businesses struggle with this. And it's something that um, I think is really hard to figure out on your own because it takes more oftentimes than not somebody outside the organization or outside of your business to put a fresh set of eyes on what you've done because you're not so close to it. Um, a lot of times when we're in business, we have a tendency to look at things with a little bit of a blinders on only because we are close to it. We've created it, we've designed it and we have, um, a group of people that surround us that see, hear, and think the same way we do. And there's nothing wrong with that, except that a lot of times you could be missing the boat um, and not know it because you're not getting outside perspectives on your marketing, on your um, sales process, on all of the things that have to do with customer experience. So one of the things that I see many businesses struggle with. And I've been in multiple industries for over 20 years, and I've seen this be a struggle point for nearly every industry. Some industries are better than others, but most of them struggle with this, is that they ha have a really hard time um, defining what their unique selling proposition is. And so that's a lot of words. And a lot of times marketers love to use words that other people don't understand. So a unique selling proposition is really defined as what makes you different from anybody else in the marketplace in how you work with and help the people that you help, your customers, and also the people that would want to work with you. And so when you're looking specifically at a wine club, when I go, I do a lot of research on not only wine clubs, but on subscription businesses. And what I find is there's an overarching pattern that everybody kind of looks and says, oh, Joe's doing that. Oh, Sally's doing that. Let's do that. Instead of really looking and thinking, okay, why are we unique? It's just borrowing 
from everybody else and then putting a little bit of a spin on it with your name and maybe the type of club you offer. And what I'm saying is that that's doing a disservice to you, your brand and your product, specifically your wine club in this instance, because you're not going to be for everyone. Just like Gallo isn't going to be for everyone or, you know, whatever wine um, competitor you might be borrowing from. They have a certain type of client, a certain type of buyer, and they would do better at speaking directly to that buyer and those people that resonate with their brand and with their wine. And so um, in my research, there are a few people that do this relatively well and they have fun with it. And they have fun with um, the messaging that they put out there, not only on their website and in emails, but also on social media and in the way that they, not display, but go about sharing their brand and their brand story. And that attracts a certain kind of person. Now, to somebody else, it might be like very, not repulsive, but not attractive at all. And so you really have to kind of know your people and then feed into, you know, what makes you unique to them so that they want to work with you. And so a lot of times when you look at wine clubs, it's always like, oh, we have three, maybe five, maybe six different offers. We'll talk about that in a minute. I never recommend having more than three. Um, and we can talk about that in a second. But three options and then those options can vary from anything to the type of wine, to the number of times that they are shipped out, to uh, the harvest um, timeframe, to, you know, any variety of things. Or the number, I think I said the number of bottles of wine, but if not, there's multiple options that go on. More common than not, um, the ones that I see from the you know research perspective are kind of a high medium low level so you've got like the lower cost wines to like a medium cost wine to you know the ex the exclusive high tailored uh, wine experience and then you would also have or in addition to that sometimes they have in addition to that but you would also have um some people that just offer two shipments a year, four shipments a year, six shipments a year, something like that. And those are the levels of their wine club. But they're not necessarily making it specific to the people that would be fans of their wine or why people would want to sign up for their wine club um, and making it different from their competitors. And I'm pretty sure, yes, I have some examples in here um, of people that are doing this right. So we're going to get to those in just a second, but let me back up for just a minute and talk a little bit about why you don't want to have more than three options. So scientifically, your brain will only process three options at a time. You can give it more options, but then it takes more brain power to decipher what you're trying to ask it to do. And so three is really the maximum that you want to give people because at that point they're tuning out and they're not going to make a decision. And so when you give people five, six, seven, eight options, they're just like, they're overwhelmed. And it's not because they're not smart. It's not because um, they don't care. It's because at that point their brain is like overload, too much information. 
I don't, I don't have time to make this decision or they just will, it paralyzes them to um, not make a decision at all. They'll just go find somebody else. And so I really want to encourage you to not offer more than three options in anything you're doing as far as a subscription or a membership level, because it's scientifically proven that your brain will not make a decision if you give it too many options. And that comes from, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm not a science person, but I think it's amygdala up here where, you know, when we go back to the caveman days, you know, the, the main focus of your brain was to keep you alive. And it's still that way, even though we have all these modern facets and technology and all these things to kind of not keep us so um, concerned about staying alive. The, we are internally programmed by that part of our brain, I think it's the amygdala. Don't come after me if I'm wrong because I'm not a science person, but your brain will still try to keep you alive. And it will and to do that, it will conserve energy. And because it's conserving energy, the more you stress it out by giving it too many decisions to make, the less likely it will make a decision because it takes less energy to just not make a decision than to go filter through all of this information and figure out what the heck you want it to do. And so scientifically and um, for the best <laughs> for the best um, results for your offers and the things you're trying to do within your brand, stick to three. All of that to say, keep people's brains happy, give them three choices and no more. It's okay to give them three choices. And then once they answer, give them another three choices. Like if you're doing a quiz or something like that. But if you're asking them to make all of these choices at once, the chances that they're going to make a decision at all really is dramatically lower. So um, the other thing I find is that with specifically wine clubs, there's not much... Um, there's kind of a lot of fluff around the levels as far as like, there's not much benefit. Yeah. You get the wine and you might get a few little extra things, but it's, it's, there's really not a whole lot of benefit. And so that could be a way that you could differentiate your club from other clubs is that how do you really kind of step up the customer experience game with your clients? When you have wine club members, do they get special things in their shipment? Do you offer them exclusive events? Do you have specific um, membership perks? Like, is there a Facebook group or a community page that only members get access to? Is, you know, what are the things that you're doing to really beef up the membership? And those things don't necessarily have to cost additional money. They can be things that um, are, you know, one of the things that I read from a company that does this exceptionally well is that they get um, wine club members get first dibs, for lack of a better term, for new releases or special wine releases. And so, you know, if all the members purchase all of that, they don't even release it to the public. And so that could be something that you're like, you would need to work that through with your team. But what, number one, what are the real benefits of becoming a wine member other than wine showing up on your door? And two, are you communicating that effectively on your wine club sales page? 
And so many times I'll go to, I just had it happen this morning and it was one of the wine clubs that was like really touted as a great wine club. And I went and I was like, there's no buildup to purchasing. It just goes directly to here, pick your wine and sign up. And I was like, I didn't know nothing about your wine club. I know nothing about how it works. And it was like, you're immediately putting me into this package. There's no pricing. There's no um, breakdown of what you get at each level, nothing. And so we cannot assume when people come to the wine club page that they're already ready to purchase. And that is what so many different wineries are doing is they are just assuming that one, people are ready to purchase and two, that they know what they want to purchase. And more often than not, if we take a little bit more time during that sales process and actually cater the communication and the interaction with our audience to what we think they might need, they're more than likely going to sign up for a higher package, but it's just like having a sales call with somebody that comes to tour the winery. You wouldn't have them come in and then all of a sudden try to sell them a case of wine when they haven't tasted anything. And I think we try to jump through hoops just to make it easy. And we don't have the option to do that, especially with the next generation of buyers that are coming in. And I have an episode that's going to be dedicated to Gen Z buyers and why they purchase different. So stay tuned to that. It's coming up. Um, I don't know, it's quite a few episodes down the road, but it is coming, so in the next few weeks. So kind of thinking about that. And then the other thing is, is you can also do like a compare and contrast with other wineries. You don't have to name wineries by name or subscription if you're listening and you just have a subscription model. You don't have to name your competitors by name, but really say, you know, other wine clubs offer this. This is how we're different. And this is what makes our wine club more superior and really communicating that with um, potential clients and also the people that are already members because it's easy to forget what the membership includes unless you're reminding them. Um, and I think a lot of times when people sign up for a subscription or a, a wine club membership in this case, we get them in the door and then we kind of just ignore them. And then we wonder why attrition is high. And it's because you can't, you know, just keep going back to people when you want them to purchase again. It's like you have to keep them a pry, uh, you know, um, you, you have to keep the awareness there of the benefits of the club and also keep open the channels for communication. And I don't think that a lot of businesses are doing that in general. And it's becoming more and more critical to keep not only people enrolled in your wine club and keep them as consistent purchasers, but also to attract new people because people are looking for that um, interaction, that, that customer experience and that customer service that other people are talking about. And so if you can stand out in the marketplace by, by delivering customized experiences to people, even before they become customers, you, you're going to stand out different from your, competitors right away. And you're going to more than likely steal their people away. You know, not so bad for you, not so good for them. <laughs> so, um, so I do have some examples and I am probably going to butcher this name because my French is horrible. My son who um, taught or he took French in high school will constantly correct me on my pronunciation, but he isn't here today to help me. So, um, but Bouchain Winery, 
they are one of the few wineries, I think I found less than a handful of wineries that offer this, but they offer actual virtual experiences. And with their virtual experience, isn't just log on to a Zoom call, it's an actual package that people can choose exactly what they want. They sign up for the number of people that will be at the, at the um, virtual experience. They order the amount of wine, and I'm not sure exactly what comes with the package, but it's very customized. And they have multiple levels that people can purchase and be involved in. And so they're one of the few wineries that I really think are looking outside the box when it comes to attracting and um, introducing their brand to other people. And then I would assume, now I haven't gone through the process, but I would make the assumption that at the end of that tasting, they would then pitch the wine club as an opportunity for people to continue to enjoy the wine. And if they're doing a good job, and I'm I'm curious enough that I will go and sign up for this just because I want to know. So if you want me to give you a, a rundown on how it goes, let me know in the comments and I'll make sure that I uh, do another episode on that. But I'm curious to see what their sales pitch would be at the end of that. I, it would make most sense to me that they're going to pitch the wine club of, in some capacity because that continues to nurture um, and grow that relationship with the people that have wanted to taste the wine virtually, just as it would if they came to the winery, went through a tour, tasted the wine, and then signed up for wine clubs. So what I'm saying is they're doing a great job of differentiating themselves in the marketplace because I haven't seen many, if any, other wineries doing it this way. And that's what it's going to take. And so obviously their clientele or the people that are interested in their wine have said, we want a virtual option. And so they've provided it. And that is a unique selling you know, selling point for them and their winery. Um, the other one is this is a wine club that is not specific to a winery. And there are many of these. And I know that they're not, um, they're less than beloved by wine clubs that are owned by wineries. And I understand that, but it would not be, um, I would be remiss in leaving them out because most of the wine clubs that are delivering multiple wine brands have exceptional marketing and you can learn from them rather than hating them. Um, and so the one that I thought did a really great job of identifying their unique selling proposition is called Eater Wine Club. Um, and they weren't one that I had heard of, but I just kind of fell upon them when I was doing some research and they offer restaurant quality wine picked by pros, pros that they have on their team um, and they deliver it to your door. And so those are three things that I hadn't seen come up in any other description of a wine club. And, you know, I looked at the first leaves. I looked, there's like a ton of them out there, but I looked at a ton of these other wine clubs and I was like, but none of them are so clear about what they do, how they do it and why they're different. And these people were really, really clear. They have restaurant restaurant quality wine. They have professionals that choose the wine. So they go and taste it and they choose good wines and then it's delivered to your door. And so um, because of that, I think that would make them stand out in the marketplace versus somebody who's just delivering a ton of 
random wine labels. The other one that I saw that did a good job, oh, their name is escaping me, but it is a um, similar business, but they are specifically um, in alignment with organic wines. So they only deliver organic wine and um, that is kind of their unique selling proposition. And so when you're looking at your brand and you're just like, oh, well, we just have wine and it's been produced for 80 years. Well, that's great. Why is it different? And I think that's where people get stuck. And so more often than not, like I have looked at hundreds of wineries and most of them are just the same old, same old and nothing is different. And if you, if it is different, you have to really hunt for it. And so what I'm saying is that to get really clear about why you're unique and really start shining that as why it would be beneficial to your ideal clients. So that is number one, is to identify why your brand is unique and start communicating it effectively. So number two goes right in alignment with that. And that is to clearly and concisely, because as we talked about, the brain only has so much power, to sift through information and they're not gonna read paragraphs, clearly and concisely communicate what is the benefit of joining your wine club. And so I kind of alluded to this in my previous point when I was talking about, you know, when you go to a wine club page and they just have a sign up form and there's no information there, you're not giving anybody a reason to sign up for your wine club. And so unless they're already familiar with you and they are at the winery and you're just having them sign up, that's great. Then that should be probably a separate page on your website that's hidden from the rest of the public and have your wine club page actually be an area where you are convincing and, and attracting people that don't know about your wine or making the assumption that they don't know about your wine club and making it so easy for them to go, oh my gosh, yes, there's so many benefits to this. Why, why, where have you been all my life? Why haven't I already signed up for this? And the same would be true for any subscription service. So if you are, and I see this often in other industries, um, I, I talk about the craft industry a lot because they are in my field of vision. And there are, talk about overwhelming, I'm thinking of one company in particular, and they have five or six, maybe even more different monthly subscriptions you can sign up for. And it's so confusing that when I go over there, I, I still haven't signed up and I probably never will because there it's just so overwhelming to me that one, I don't know which one to pick. And two, I don't have the brain power to figure it out right now. I'm, I have too many things going on. But the third thing is, is that there's no real benefit between, they haven't, if there is a benefit, they haven't concisely and clearly communicated the benefit between the different clubs or joining any club. And I think um, there's another company that I'm thinking of that's also in that industry specifically, and they have a, um, it's, I don't even really know what it is. I signed up for a with for it for like a couple of months and I was like I don't see the benefit of this and it's kind of like their community membership but you're paying um to be a part of but there's really no benefits the only benefit that I could come up with that was actually um communicated 
for this specific subscription was that you got to order a day early when they had new product releases, which I was like, that's great, but it's not worth $20 a month to me to order early. And so it would be one thing if like their products were selling out constantly, but they're not. And so I'm using these examples, not just for Wine Club, but other subscription products, because one, if you don't clearly communicate people will not, first of all, sign up, or two, if they do sign up, they're not going to stay. Because if you are not clearly communicating the benefits of being in your club or your subscription model, there's no reason for people to stay. And also, along with that, is not only clearly communicating it up front, but staying in communication with people about those benefits. And that's all things that you can create through automated emails, and not have them always coming across as salesy. Sure, you can promote things within those email streams as well to your members, but giving them a lowdown or giving them actual um, benefits that go along with that wine membership, instead of you know just assuming that people are gonna remember they signed up for this wine club and they get their wine, whoopee. Well, what about like five recipes a month that they could pair with the wine or make with the wine or ways to gift the wine or, you know, any way you could come up with that. And member exclusives, like we're going to have a cooking class that's going to use, you know, this certain certain wine vintage. And this is why using this one is going to be better. And if you haven't gotten in your wine club, well, we have a special um, exclusive wine club only procurement available. You can order it and then you can have it in time for the class. And we're not opening up registration to other people um, that are not club members. So, you know, whatever however that looks. But in order to get people in the wine club and increase your numbers, of people signing up for the wine club, you can't just assume that you're going to have someone talking to them at the winery. You have the entire world available to you that could become part of your wine club. But because most wineries are not communicating the value, the um, benefits for members, and they're simply talking, you know, hoping their wine sells the club, that's the reason memberships aren't increasing. When you focus, flip the script, and you're talking about why it benefits the member and why it's, you know, they want to be part of this exclusive club and what the benefits are of being an exclusive club member, other than you get wine in your mailbox every three months, that's when things will shift. That's when numbers will increase because it becomes less about you, your brand, and your wine and more about the people who are buying and drinking it. And that's where I think the disconnect is more often than not with these wine clubs. And so if you aren't looking at your clients and your customers and the people buying your wine and, and even better asking them, why do you buy our wine versus, you know, this one over here, then you're doing a disservice, not only to your business, but you're doing a disservice to ways that you could be serving your clients better and longer term and also increasing the amount of money that those club members spend with you. And those are leads you already have. They're already customers. It just makes it that much more simple for you to go back to them 
and say, okay, we've heard you, and now we have this available. And if you want to upgrade your membership, whatever you want to do, or upgrade to this new option, then because you're already a member, it's only going to be this much more. However you want to do that. And so um, the number one question that I recommend people answer when they're they're looking at revamping the way to sell more subscriptions to um, anything, their wine club, to whatever product it is, is that what benefit will this have for the person buying it? Instead of what benefit does it have for the winery? Because people don't care <laughs> what the benefit is for your winery. They care about what it is for me. And so the what's in it for me um, scenario, when you're taking in that from the perspective of the customer, you're going to win every time. When you're flipping that script and you're thinking, okay, if I was in my customer's shoes, what's in it for me? And then you answer that question, it will immediately, one, go back to why you're unique. But two, it's going to create a compelling reason for them to want to sign up for your subscription um, offer. So again, I have some examples and um, there are, there's two, I think one of these, I think they're both in Napa, but I'm not sure. Um, Bright Sellers has a amazing quiz, which I went through, that really helps to customize wine selection based on um, the individual. And it, it not only, you know, gives you multiple options to choose red and white and different flavors and things you like. I mean, they're totally outside the box. It's not just, um, you know, do you like red, red or white wine or both? Or do you like um, this many bottles a month or this? It's like, it was, do you like these flavors better? Orange, peach, grape, and I, I can't remember all of them. And they were... Um, praised very uniquely like uh one of them was about tea i kind of remember it and it was like when you drink tea do you drink it as an arnold palmer do you drink it hot do you not drink you know only coffee for me and like they were kind of cute and clever and anyway they use all of the inputs that you put in there that are not all about wine but to tailor your wine collection to what information you have input to them and then they go a step further and explain why they chose the wine collection they chose for you so that um, you can understand like why they asked the questions they asked so one of the ones was a fruity one and they're like well you mentioned that you like orange flavor and this has orange undertones and it's very citrusy and that's why we think this would be a good fit for you um, and so not only are they really customizing what they're offering to their potential wine club members, they are already thinking ahead by offering a additional discount once you enroll on future orders. And so that is another benefit. Like they're one of the only ones that I've seen do this where they not only are selling you into a package that 
I'm pretty sure was already discounted, but they've explained to you why, why they picked the package they picked for you, how it is in alignment with, you know, what you, the information you've given them about who you are and what you do and what you like. But if you remain in their um, club, you can plan on having an additional discount on future orders. And so all of those things are a benefit and they're very clearly and concisely communicated all the way along. And so even if you're not a fan of this company, I highly recommend that you go and go through the quiz and have the experience because it's going to be very eye-opening for you on things that you could not necessarily steal from them, but you could definitely go and look at and go, oh, wow, we can make this same kind of thing happen in our um, club or for our club members. And instead of just, you know, following randomly what your neighbor or um, your local other wineries or the wineries that you're trying to compete with are doing. I'm trying to get you to think outside the box a little bit. And those quizzes are not hard to implement. I know technology can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're not familiar with it. Um, but that's something that I help people with all the time. And so if that's something you're struggling with, the best way to get started and kind of um, talk that through and see what it would look like for you is to go, I have um, 10 calls a month that I let people go in and we can do a brainstorm call for free. Um, usually they're 15, 20 minutes long and we can get, you know, a good idea of where you are and I can give you some quick fixes or give you a plan for moving forward. Um, but I only do 10 a month because that's all I can manage on my calendar. But if you are interested in one of those, go over to my website, dtcgrowthclub.com and you're going to see a button that says schedule a call everywhere. And you can just go and fill that out. And this is one of the things we can talk about is like, how do we get a quiz up and going for our wine club so that we can get a little bit more traction and um, customize it to people that would actually, you know, not only want to be or be a good fit or want to be in our club, but we can keep them engaged um, down the line so that they continue buying and we don't have as much attrition. So um, anyway, if that is of interest to you, go and sign up for one of those. Uh, we're in December. And so my next set of calls will be January. Um, because December is, uh, well, we're on the 12th and the last two weeks of December, I don't think anyone's working. <laughs> so um, if they are, I'm sorry, but uh, I won't be. I have a few few projects that I'm wrapping up for the end of the year, but um, I won't be doing those calls this month. But there are plenty, there are currently still 10 slots available for January and this is coming out the second week of December. So go grab one while you can, dtcgrowthclub.com and hit the book a call button or schedule a call, one of the two. Um, and then the other example that I had in here is Sonoma County's perfect pairings um, with, oh, I'm gonna butcher this, Brucolier, Brucolier Vineyards. Um, and what I really liked about this was that one, it's, very clear because they're pairing wine with a person. Um, but it, number two, it puts the customer as the hero of the story instead of the wine. 
And so when you're saying, you know, we're going to pair you with wine, but they're taking the person first and figuring out, you know, who they are, what they want, what they like, and then they're pairing a wine with them versus here's some wine, try it. We know you're going to like it because it's our wine. That doesn't feel good. It feels better to be the center of attention as a customer. And so I think um, I pulled them out because they, um, the verbiage they had on their website was one of the most uh, customer centric that I could find in the wine industry. And so for uh, a model, if you want to model that is like, okay, how do you put your customer in the hero role? And if you want to know more about that, I have multiple episodes where I talk about story brand, or if you want me to do a updated version on story brand, um, and why you're not the hero of your own story <laughs> and why it doesn't work to sell things, I would be happy to talk about that. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with StoryBrand, StoryBrand is a framework that is specific to, that was created by Donald Miller. And I went through the certification to be a StoryBrand certified guide so that I could use that framework to create very clear and concise messaging with clients. And most of the time, um, I would say all of the time that I've implemented that strategy with and that framework with clients, they have immediately seen an increase in revenue. So again, um, if you want an episode, leave a comment below and I will be happy to go through the framework with you and apply it. We can um, actually take questions and um, I could even go through specific websites. If you have a website that you want to have evaluated, I could go through it and give you some tips and even have you on the show if you're interested. So just leave a comment below. And then the third way you can consistently increase your wine club membership um, sales is to start personalizing the member experience. And you're going to hear this a lot if you hang around and listen to this podcast pretty frequently, um, because I think there's so much that can be done for personalizing communication, not only in email marketing and text marketing um, and on your website messaging, but also on social media, like so often the way that we create posts and we talk to our audience, it's so general and we have the opportunity and the possibility to collect data. And especially in the wine industry, you have the opportunity to collect so much data that other industries don't have available, available to them, including birthdays and addresses, all these different things. Um, if nothing else, even before they sign up, you have to know their birthday. But I'm wondering, you know, everybody has these, um, not everyone, most wineries have a um, age blocker on their site so that they're ensuring that they're only marketing to people over 21. But I'm curious, like in the industry, how many people actually track that information when people put in a birth date, even if it's just like a birth um, month and year, to track it and keep, you know, start to customize some marketing around that. Cause my guess is hardly anyone is doing that. Um, but the more we can tailor our communication and adapt what we're, we're sending to people to their preferences and the information that they give us, the more successful we're not only going to be in increasing sales, but increasing revenue from people that are already purchasing 
and also extending the memberships of people that have already invested with us. Because nobody wants to be part of a wine club where you're a number. Everybody wants to be part of a wine club where they're a person. And so when we start to personalize our marketing and personalize our interaction with people, the likelihood that they're going to stay engaged with us significantly increases. And so when you're thinking about your wine club members, there are certain ways that you can personalize not only your email communications and your text communications, um, you actually have the opportunity to, to, to customize communications that show up with the shipment because you have an actual physical product delivery. And so it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to go too in depth with their name or whatever, but if they have said, or at some point you've recorded that their preference is for white, maybe you have an addition in the box. It's like, oh, by the way, we have a special white um, release that's coming up and we would love to be able to get that in front of you before we release it to the public. Just, you know, scan this and let us know if that's of interest to you or whatever you want to do, but personalizing so that you have said, hey, we not only know you're a member, we know that you love white wine. We have this awesome new white wine coming out and we want to get it in front of you sooner um, than anyone else because that is, they're going to be like, who, me? That's awesome. I want to do that, of course. And so not only can you customize, you know, individual communication to people, but you can start to customize the actual offers and promotions that you have out there, not only to your wine club members, but to people that um, aren't even purchasing from your wine club yet. You can actually say, oh, we have this, you know, unique selection of white wines that our wine club members are loving and we're running a special promotion on them for people that are not wine club members yet. Um, but if you sign up, you can get access to the special collection of wine, uh, white wine. And so thinking about how you can personalize that member experience before people even become members is a different way for you to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And then, um, the big kind of key takeaway here, and I, I mentioned this before, but is when you start to treat people like a person, a human being, instead of a number, that's when things start to shift. And so some of the unique ways that I've seen other wineries, and there's not, there's a handful of them that are doing this, um, is to have a very active community somewhere. And that could be in any number of places. It could be on Facebook, it could be on um, an, an off-site platform, depending on, you know, if you have one available, like um, one that comes to, to mind is Mighty Networks, but maybe you have one that's associated with another piece of software that you have, but some place where your members, so one of the ways that you can do that is to create a unique community that's specific to wine club members, um, where they can not only, you know, go and talk about, or you can use the community to educate around your products and services and your offers and upcoming events and things like that. But also where you can um, encourage collaboration and sharing and um, have other people promote your brand for you. What I think is most interesting is that from what I've seen, even the wine labels that have these um, for example, Facebook groups that are for wine club members only, 
it's never listed as a benefit on their wine club page. And so again, like going back to number two, if you're not clearly and concisely putting out there what it is that's included in that wine club, you could be leaving money on the table every single time because some people may want to just join the wine club to be part of the community so that they can get to know people in their area or people that have similar tastes in them or find, you know, some similarity uh, with people that are already involved in that club. And so if you don't have a community, that might be something that you could add to your 2024 um, opportunity list for growing your membership. And, you know, what does that community look like? Where, how does it function? What do you do there? How are you going to create engagement? How are you going to um, foster a community that people want to be a part of? And it's not just one more thing to do. And so when you're thinking about creating that community, you know, front and center has to come back to again, what is it going to do for your audience and why would they want to be part of that community and what's the benefit for them? And so there are a couple examples of wineries that are that have those online communities. I'm not members of their wine club, so I have no idea what's going on, but I just know that these um, particular brands had quite a few members and um, that it seems, you know, from what I can see from the outside in, that um, they have quite a bit of engagement and new members joining their specific Facebook group. And so that leads me to believe that they are doing a good job of getting people in there and there must be a reason for people to stay. Otherwise the numbers will be dropping. So um, anyway, the two that I ran across were William Heritage Winery and they have um, exclusive wines for members and I believe they do, they do not have a Facebook group, but they do offer exclusive wines for their for members only. So that's where I had the um, insight from, you know, if you have wine club members, creating a specific offer or promotion for those members on maybe an upcoming release. And then the other one is Dry Creek Vineyard Wine Club, and they actually do have an exclusive Facebook group for their wine members. And like I said, I'm not part of that, so I don't know um, what they include on that, but based on, you know, the numbers, they, it is growing, they're adding new members, they have a lot of interaction, they have a lot of posts that happen every day. And so something is going well with that group, from what I can tell. Um, and that could just be one more benefit that you could mimic for your winery to increase subscriptions, if you communicate it well. So just to wrap up on this week's episode, on the three ways for you to increase your wine club member subscriptions or increase subscriptions for your business. Number one is you have to figure out why you're unique in the marketplace. And then two is communicate that effectively and communicate why someone would want to be part of your subscription or your wine club um, and in the perspective of what's in it for them. And then third, last but not least, is how are you personalizing their experience throughout their membership before, during, and after um, their membership um, evolves. Because if you're not personalizing, chances are very high. That's why people are dropping off. And if you're not personalizing, people aren't going to come in either. 
All right, so that's number three. And if you are looking for some additional ways to personalize and customize your unique experience for your wine club members, then you will definitely want to stay tuned to the next episode because it is all about personalizing experiences to attract new subscribers. So, so if that's something that you have been wondering about and you're like a little bit stumped by ways you could do that, then that's definitely going to be an episode you're going to want to tune into. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate you being here. I do have some upcoming episodes for you to enjoy through the holiday season if you're wanting to focus a little bit on work. Um, I will probably have a couple on mindset and one on planning. And then next week we're hitting it hard, or next year, at the beginning of the year, we're hitting it hard. We're gonna have some guests that are coming in and I'm excited to uh, bring you those new episodes. So in the meantime, take care, be well, and I will see you soon. Did you miss something in the show today? Didn't have time to take notes listening on the go? No worry, I've taken notes for you. You can head on over to dtcgrowthclub.com forward slash podcast, and there will be links and a description to today's episode. In the meantime, take care, stay well, and I'll see you soon.